0: Today on The Breakdown, it was just a few weeks ago that the biggest pot in cash game history, at least for TV, was played, and it was played by two guys, very accomplished guys, Jason Kuhn and Kane Callis, and let me just say this, it was over $2 million worth of pot, it was like 1.8 something million euro, that's crazy, and we're going to break this hand apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. (laughs)
1: Hey. over two million dollars worth of pot you said <laughs> that's a lot of pot that's a lot of weed too bro. much pot that's some nice weed bro weed oh pot right yeah come on man i didn't even get it get with the culture legalized
0: <laughs> it's legalized in a number of
1: states including oregon where we are
0: yes that's why grant is always high
1: Actually, I'm not, surprisingly.
0: Yeah. You would, you would think. I would think. Based
1: on most of the things that I say.
0: Knowing you as I do, I'm surprised you're not constantly token, token it up. That's well, they
1: say. You know, it's a miracle. Yeah. So, sometimes you don't toke it. Clean, and snow snow, bur- <laughs> <laughs> clean and snow, snow, clean and snowbird, which I, I am not exactly that, but we nope. don't need to get into that. Clean and snow bur- uh, not you. Okay, so yeah. The reason this pot is so big is because the blinds are 2,000 and 4,000. Euro. Euro.
0: Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's the a high, really big start.
1: The blinds, when they got big on high stakes poker back in the day, were 400, 800.
0: Right. I think there was at least once, I don't know if it was in high stakes poker or on Poker After Dark or something, they actually got it up to, I think, 500, 1,000. Yeah, I think high stakes poker they did for a little bit. And it was, But this is four times that. The buy-ins that people are bringing to the table are humongous, like million dollar, Science. It almost
1: just feels silly, right? It's it does. just like, what, what are we even doing here? It's a it's little like, whack. And the thing that is extra silly about it to me is that the rich guys who are playing certainly have all of themselves, but the players that we're going to talk about today mostly who are Jason Kuhn and Kane Callis are just professional poker players. And there's essentially a 0% chance they have all of themselves in this game.
0: Oh, I don't see how they
1: could. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of, weird, right? It's just a little weird. Just their job, you know, play poker, make the money. Yeah, I guess play whatever stakes they, they give you. And the higher the stakes, probably the fishier it gets yeah. like in a lot of ways.
0: I think there's some point where that, it, yeah, it's like harder, 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 easier, easier, easier. You know, like you, you burst through that ceiling and then it's like populated by the only the wealthiest people in the world and the people who are put in the game. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. Um, so pots like this have certainly been being played a lot in Macau specifically. Yeah. We, we've heard of all of the crazy cash games that have been going on in Macau ever since Black Friday. Tom Tuan has multiple reports about him that vary widely. I've heard he's up $30 million in the cash games in Macau. I've heard he's down $50 million. There's mm-hmm. no way to know. Could be both.
0: Could be both. Depending on the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, these games are insane. They've been going on, but this is the first time that these stakes have been televised. Correct. Yeah. So it's just bananas bonkers. It's great. The stakes involved and it really shines a light on the game and also increases the intensity to to quite an insane level. Yeah. I mean, 2K, 4K. 2K, 4K. The big blind, 4K. Yeah,
0: okay, let's get over it. That's what it costs.
1: It means so much.
0: It's a lot, but let's get into the hand, man.
1: All right, Max Sawyer, Jay, and Matt Dorfman all suggested this on Twitter. Yep. Thanks for the suggestion. It's a flashy hand. I see why you suggested it.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: We are, of course, at two poker guys on Twitter, number two poker guys. If you want to suggest a hand, include a YouTube link and a timestamp of that hand.
0: I feel like I need to say before we get really into this that uh, someone may correct us on Twitter, me particularly, because I said this is the biggest cash game pot in TV history. And it was at the time. <clears throat> However, I think even just a few minutes later, it was surpassed by another hand involving one of these two players as well. Um, so, yeah. But at the time, it was the biggest, and I think it remains the second biggest, I believe just FYI. All
1: right. Just want to clear that up. I remember for a while, the biggest hand in televised history was something like 1.1 million from high stakes poker. Was it like, was
0: it the, uh, Sammy Farha, Patrick Antonius hand where it was like, Oh yeah. top pair against the flesh draw. And they just lost their fricking minds as they do. Mm-hmm. Like Patrick shoved a huge amount with like a nine. And he had Jack nine and Sammy called with the King four of diamonds or something like that. And they it's, ran it three times. That
1: sounds reasonable. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about this one. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what, there's not going to be a lot of folding by either of these players until late in the hand if it does occur, because it's got to get to be a pretty big pot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It has to. All right. 2K, 4K. Still still wrapping my mind around that. And that's Euros, by the way. So it's more valuable than US dollars. Yep. Jason Kuhn, consummate professional. Excellent, excellent player. Mm -hmm. Highly revered among his peers. Okay. He's a ginger. He's got Ace Queen. Any more descriptors you need? I really am ready to keep going. Wow, you're personally. just giving
0: me the look. Yeah, I am. I'm like, well, let's go. <laughs> that's the look I'm giving people if you can't hear
1: it over the uh, the airwaves. He's got 1.1 million euro <laughs> in front of him, which is also insane. He has Ace Queen in the cutoff, Ace of Hearts, Queen of Clubs. He raises to 11K. Seems kind of small for a cash game, but maybe that's just how this game has been playing. Yeah, I would guess so.
0: I, would, I mean, he's obviously sizing it reasonably. Kane Callis is in the big blind. Maybe he knows that, uh, Callis is going to defend a huge amount. He's an online player. He's probably very mathy. I would Could assume. Be. So maybe he feels like, I mean, that's a reason to raise more actually when they're the, against the mathy guys. Right. Anyway, he's making 11,000. Maybe when the stakes get this big, you just don't have to raise as much as you do like in a five ten game or something.
1: That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. I mean, because the reason that you don't raise so big in tournaments is because of the finite amount of chips. Right. Maybe in these games, it's getting to the point where there's like a finite amount of money. And you're like, <laughs> I guess I have to raise smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Bad Zakowski, who is a very good player, but will be the garbage human in this hand, calls in the small blind with eight, nine of clubs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The aforementioned Kane Callis, who Jonathan just looked up a little bit. He saw a card player article about him from what, two years ago? 2015. 2015. And he was an online pro and he was saying... The biggest buy-in he would buy into online was $200. Yeah, the Sunday Million. And now he has 908000 in front of him. So something's changed. Something has changed. He's been <laughs> noticed by somebody with a lot of money, that's for sure. Yeah. He has two tens, 10 of spades, 10 of hearts, and he 3-bets to 55K from the big blind. Yeah. It's a pretty big 3-bet, but... Makes sense, though. It's reasonable with the positional situation that's going on here.
0: We already, we already have a caller in the small blind, so we have to size it up that way. We're also out of position. Kuhn's going to defend a lot of his range. It's going to be hard to play out of position. I like sizing it up a bit. I yeah. think this is a good size.
1: All right, so now it's back on Jason Kuhn with ace-queen off, and this, this is a, a spot that a ton of players just really hate, right? Getting, mm. getting three-bet big in a cash game with ace-queen off, and you're yeah. like, this is poopy. What do you think is the best course of action?
0: Well, I know the standard course of action is to call. Yes, it is. That feels very clear.
1: I mean, it seems absurd to fold. It or does. It's too good to fold. I mean, fold. not against a guy who we know is capable. Maybe in like an yeah. exploitive fashion, we can fold against some cash game players who are just like super tight.
0: Yeah, the guys who are only ever raising queens plus ace king. Yeah. Absolutely, we can fold. That's not going to be the case with the online kid, King Callis. No, right? it is not. We know, And as we see that, he's got two tens. It's a cool name, by the way. Yep, super cool. Sounds like a wrestler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, so folding seems impossible. Calling doesn't sound like a great idea to me either. I'm sorry. Sorry. Raising doesn't seem like a great idea. Calling sounds totally reasonable. Raising seems questionable to me because we're reopening the action. Now this is a hand we're going to fold if we get five bed. Yeah. Guess. It's easy to fold. So, so maybe,
1: but we sort of turn our hand into a bluff by four betting, which it is kind of that. And that's what Jason does. Yeah. Um, I, I maybe it's a scenario where he feels a little safer because he blocks aces and queens. Maybe. Maybe Callus has been three-betting a whole heck of a lot and
0: squeezing yeah. a whole heck of a lot. He's just doing it for straight value.
1: Yeah, that's possible. It's possible because, like, we see Callis is three-betting tens really big out of the big blind. He doesn't have to do that with tens. Right. He can just call with tens. So it's possible he's been doing that with a lot of hands. Right. He might be doing that because Jason Kuhn's going to open pretty wide in the cutoff when there's a call. He might be doing that with ace-nine suited, you know, essentially for value. He might be doing it with, like, sevens, eights.
0: Is it possible also that Kuhn is playing a different kind of raising range here and he just feels like most of the hands he's going to open with, he's actually going to call with. Maybe he's not opening as much garbage. And so uh, even in the cutoff, maybe he's not like stealing very much because everyone's going to fight back and, and it's a lot of money or something. I'm just trying to make something up here. Yeah. So let me finish the sentence. We'll see if it's ridiculous. And uh, and so Ace... Qu- so, so he's got... So like of the hands that he's continuing with, he's going to do with a bunch of hands. And so like of that range then like ace-queen actually would fall into a four-betting range, like the bottom of your four-betting range rather than the top of your calling range, because usually it's going to be one of those two, right? Yeah. Although you could even flat-ace-king here very reasonably. You could flat-aces here sometimes. Yeah, yeah. you really could. Yeah. So, I mean, I really prefer a call because I don't want to put in a lot more money and have to fold. That just sounds awful.
1: Yeah, it does. Now We get to be in position. It's not so bad. Now, I wonder if there's any player dependency here. Like with the, the range thing, maybe Kallus has been three betting a lot. Yeah. Maybe at the same point, Kuhn knows about Callus and his like recent rise. And like, maybe he thinks like I should four bet ace queen a lot because he might three, bet a lot as just kind of a knee jerk reaction in spots, but he might not be really willing to put all this money in. Even though this kid's an online pro, I mean, like, look at all this money. This kid can't handle it, you know?
0: I mean, also, we may know that he's three betting with just a huge range of hands that he's not going to fold, but they're going to be what Ace-Queen's going to be doing very well against, right? Yeah. If he's three betting tens, I don't know. Is he three betting King-Queen? Maybe he is. Some guys will do that. Is he three betting King-Jack? Is he three betting Queen-Jack suited? Like, he's doing that kind of stuff. Well, then we can raise just for straight value, expect to get called, be in position with a superior hand. Yeah. That's I don't know how likely it is, but it's not impossible.
1: Well, anyway, Kuhn 4-bets Kuhn to 120K. Once again, relatively small sizing for a cash game over the 55K.
0: Yeah. But actually, once you're 4-betting, usually the sizes gets smaller.
1: Right. I mean, because of the effective stacks and the yep. stack-to-pot ratio that we're creating here. Yeah. Bad Zikowski, of course, folds in the yes. small blind. And to, to Kuhn's credit, this is a crappy spot for Kalis with 10s. No question. He's kind of forced to call because of the price, but still, like... This sucks. Yep. Like,
0: this just really sucks. It sucks. Now, he has probably been in this position a lot if he's the online superstar type guy. He's probably used to people forbidding him light sometimes, and he probably just knows what he's calling down with and where and when and all that. Clearly, this is a hand you can't fold when you've got all this money left to go and like you're saying, the price. But we're at a position, it's not great.
1: Against one of the best players in the world. Right. Who is very likely better than us, by the way. He's got a great, especially live.
0: I would think yeah. he's got, probably got extra advantage playing live against us. So, yeah, that's not not a good spot. But we just forced a call and see what happens.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he does call. And another thing to Kuhn's credit here, like what is Kallis' five betting range really going to be here? It's not going to be that big. He might just have aces it, and kings. It may
0: be nothing. Yeah, it might be nothing. Because it's so – like if he doesn't have a bluff, he's got to have some bluff, a bluff hand or two in there against a guy like Kuhn too. Yeah, right? And so either he's got that, or, or maybe it's just at, maybe it's zero. So that way he doesn't have to worry about that piece of it. You know, that's not an unreasonable way to look at it to do it.
1: Right. And if Kalos is three betting hands like tens, that means there's a lot of hands that he has that are going to hate a ton of flops. Even if he's forced to call, here Kuhn gets to win on a lot of flops. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of merit to what Kuhn is doing here, especially at these stack depths. That's true.
0: But with Ace Queen, we can also call the raise. Now, Biakowski. Bad Zakowski might call too. Yeah. Which is nice to be able to knock him out. But of course, we pay $65,000 for the privilege of knocking him out. So, 65,000 euro. But um, yeah, because if we're heads up in position with Ace Queen, we're probably going to call on a lot of flops, even if we don't connect, right? There's going to be a lot of pretty good flops for us or flops that aren't
1: super scary and stuff. Yeah, I think Kuhn just wants to win the pot a lot more often yeah. than that.
0: Yeah, and he probably will by playing it this way. Yeah, he's giving himself a chance. That's for sure. Yeah, he just is also inflating a pot against what is currently an uncapped range.
1: All of this just confirms for me that I, even though like there's questions about this four bet, I really don't want to play against Jason Kuhn if he's <laughs> going to be doing stuff like this. Like it's just, and it's 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 also a good meta strategy to counter the type of player who's gonna three but out of the big blind with with tens and hands like that to make them uncomfortable in those right. spots. You know, like this is a pretty good hand. It's a good. Sp- good time to use that counter strategy right and
0: like you said we do block most of the hands that are problematic that that could decide to five bet for value anyway right Right. that's good not all of them but most of them that helps
1: all right so the pot is two hundred and sixty three thousand euros now hey the flop that's no problem nuts no problem at all the flop is 653 rainbow spades diamonds and hearts and it's as callous you're sitting there and you're like kind of happy kind of sad right you're like (laughs) i can't fold right I don't really want to put more money in the pot, but I know Jason's going to bet Yeah, this sucks, but I'm going to call.
0: We clearly can't fold on this flop as Callus. I guess Kuhn, can, uh, Kuhn could move in or something crazy like that, but assuming he bets normal, which he's always going to, we're always calling on this board, period. That's it as Callus. right? Yeah. That's clear. It's so, so uncomfortable, we're just, though. We're just going to have to call and hope he gives up with Ace-King on the turn. That's the best way for this to go, right? Because yep. Or maybe we just have a plan of like, well, against Jason Kuhn, we're going to have to call a second street also a lot. And I hope the third I hope the third oh, street is clear, you know. God,
1: the second street. I know. So oh. much money. Anyway, Callus checks. Yeah. Not much else to do. Kuhn inevitably bets 128,000 into 263. Can Callus do anything but call? He can't. No. He can't fold, obviously.
0: Kuhn doesn't actually have to size it up this much, but whatever. He could probably bet 100,000 also. Um, I think it's be fine to bet less but probably
1: this is probably just the amount he bets in spots like this yeah
0: i mean there was the the, uh, bad Zakowski's call was in there too so maybe that causes him to size it up a little bit more but maybe anyway i just don't know that he needs to bet this much but it's fine whatever obviously it's fine
1: yeah there's not much to talk about on the flop and i guess we can talk about because we're just glossing it over but is there any reason for jason kuhn to check here
0: I mean, yes. There's a, there's there's reasons, right? We have a hand that is sometimes the best. Yeah, can improve with other cards, um, and is often going to fold out worse hands and get called by better hands.
1: Yeah, if we're behind, we're not going to get a fold now. No, maybe later. Yeah, but like if we bet with Ace Queen now, which we did, we probably have to be
0: planning on betting a lot of turns, right? We're just going to have to bet a lot of turns too. Yeah. Otherwise, we probably shouldn't be betting ace-queen. We should be prepared to fire twice in these kinds of spots, or not at all, I think. And it's yeah. okay to decide sometimes not at all. But firing once against really good players, they're just not going to fold that much. He's going to fold all the worst hands. But like we said, any pair, if somehow Kallis has ace-king, which he can have, he's going to call once.
1: He's definitely folding the
0: turn, though, if right. he doesn't improve. So that's why betting yeah. twice. And he's going to fold some smaller pairs, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it really works well to bet twice if we're going to do this.
1: Yeah, and I think that should be the plan once we four bet ace-queen. I agree. I mean, it, it, it does become a bit of a game three disaster in this moment, but that's okay if you have a larger plan. Right. That seems fine. Yeah. So, okay, he bets the 128K. Callus, of course, calls. There's nothing else to talk about there, right? Right. I mean, he can't fold. Of course not. He can't, can't race. race. Pot's 519K, and holy crap, that's a big pot.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm curious about the turn, but I think we need to have a serious discussion about something before that.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Is it beef
0: jerky? Nope. Is it, is it about the sports of the poker at it, the nitrogen? It which is. Which is an element? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I needed to know that. Okay. And the, now we'll, I know.
1: We're going to talk about nitrogen sports poker? We are.
0: We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Fantastic. You know why it's fantastic? Tell me why, Jonathan. Because it's a Bitcoin-only poker room, which means the money moves so quickly. Um, There's not a
1: syllable in the middle of quickly.
0: Quickly? No, but there's a syllable in the middle of quickly, obviously. Oh, okay. What a weird thing to say. Completely irrelevant, Grant. But thanks for weighing in. You're welcome. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, Nitrogen Sports, Bitcoin-only poker room. Really smooth, good software. We like it a lot. We play there. At the end of every month, we have our special Poker Guys only tournament. It's not only for the Poker Guys, but it's only for you guys in the Poker Guys. But you have to use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up. When you sign up for Nitrogen, that way you can see and be part of these tournaments. You've already done that, of course. You can just go to the Poker Tournaments tab and find us and register.
1: And if you haven't heard these tournaments have crazy overlays. crazy. The, the guarantee that they put up means a thousand players have to play yep. in order to meet the guarantee. We've only ever gotten 73.
0: That's the most. And uh, usually it's more like, well, last two times before, I think it was like 63 or something. Yeah. So that's good, right?
1: Yeah. You're getting a lot of like, you can be the worst player in the world and yep. it's plus EV to register for this tournament. And just go all in every hand.
0: It's true. It's actually true. By the way, it only costs like less than a dollar to play. It's, Oh, a tenth of a a millibit. Yeah. So you're just being crazy and foolish not to play. That's the truth.
1: You don't want to be like that. But you're like that. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Stop being yourself, Jeff. Be be the other guy. Yeah. The guy who signs up using the link in the description and gets the crazy overlay and makes the money. Let's see who makes the money in this hand, huh? Okay. Sounds pretty good to me. So... There's a lot of money in there to make 519,000 euros. Yeah. This is one of the problems with four betting, which
0: as Jason Kuhn, now we've created this pot, which it's really going to be hard to win. If we don't like, like if we check, it's going to be hard to win on the river because you got to think Kane Callis is just going to bet a lot. And how can we call? But if we bet, oh God, we're going to be committing so much money. This pot is huge. Oh, the plan has to be to bet. Obviously. I agree. It just is like, yeesh. Yeah, we were really hoping that, you know, it, it we had gotten folds in the earlier spots where we were being aggressive, you know, like pre-flopping on the flop.
1: But anyway, here we are. Well, the turn is going to make life really easy for young Kane Callis. Yes. It is the 10 of clubs. Ding, not, not only does he make a set, which is effectively the nuts against Kuhn's range. I know there are straights out there, but Kuhn basically never has them.
0: Essentially never has them.
1: Yeah, and it's also a complete rainbow now. So he doesn't even have to worry about backdoor flush draws coming in. Ding. It's like so nice. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a good spot. <laughs> I, I just want to be in that
0: spot. Not only do you have the nuts and there's over half a million euro in there with a lot of money still to go in effective stacks. Also, your opponent has the, uh, the initiative, is likely to bet again. And as it turns out is drawing
1: dead and has a bunch of overpairs in this range that he feels comfortable with. Yes. So as Callus, just want to explore slightly. Is there any reason to think about leading?
0: I can't imagine why we would lead. Yeah. Like if, if Kuhn has an overpair, he's betting. He's going to bet again for sure. Got Jack's plus he's betting. He should. Yeah. If he's got ace queen, ace king and we donk, he might find a freaking fold. A frickin' fold. Why would, we do, why would we let him... If he has ace, queen, ace, king, by the way, he may feel like he has to bet again anyway. He might be betting his entire range here. He might be. Or most of it. And we might scare off the bluffs. Now, the, the value's okay, too, but we might scare off the bluffs. I think we're supposed to check and let him go ahead and fire away, man. He's yep. got like one and a half... We got like one and a half pot effective
1: at this point, right? Yep. Like, okay, cool. All right. So, as Jason Kuhn, what do we have callus on right now? Okay. Because callous checks.
0: What's the flop again? Deuce four, six or something?
1: Uh, six, five, three, rainbow. Six, five, three. It's like pretty much always an overpair ace-king, right? It's like
0: ace-king, pocket sevens, pocket eights, pocket nines, pocket tens. Like maybe and poc- pocket, and jacks, pocket jacks, of course. Maybe even pocket
1: queens. And maybe even queens, yeah. Uh, maybe even kings. Yeah. Um, but most likely, we're, we're putting him on the middling yeah. pairs, like jacks, sevens yep. through jacks. Is it possible
0: he could have a suited ace, which made a pair on the flop? It's possible.
1: It's possible, but I don't know. He might fold to the four bet out of position there. He might.
0: He might. Yeah, because now we're talking like you have to have a six suited or a seems kind of crazy to to call with that. Yeah, that's like you know, some of your weakest hands you're going to show up with there. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Could he have six five suited decide to call oh, the flop, call preflop and then call on the flop with the gutter and well, six five
1: suited would be two pair on the flop.
0: Oh, it's six, five, three, three. Oh, okay. Then 5-4 suited, I guess is what I meant. But then we're open-ended and stuff. I mean, We those, had to
1: three-bet. We had to call. Those are such good calling hands out of the big blind. Yeah. I mean, most people are just going to call.
0: I agree. I agree. I don't know why we do that when we're out of position, too. Yeah. Those hands play much better in position than out of position. It feels like sevens, eights, and nines are what
1: we're going after here, right? We're saying, like, you have to fold your sevens, eights, and nines. Yeah, like, I ha- get, get away. I have an overpair. I question whether or not Kallus is going to have sevens. I think eights and nines are more likely three bets.
0: I really don't know enough about this guy to yeah. say that. Like Kuhn deciding to four bet makes me
1: wonder if that's true. Yeah. He, he might have sevens, but let's assume, but nines are a perfectly good thing to for conservative against. purposes. Let's assume that callous has eights through Jack's
0: great. All of them, except for tens are supposed to be very, very unhappy with a turn
1: bet. Yes. I think they should all consider folding to a turn bet, except for obviously the nuts. So Jason Kuhn is really unlucky in this pot. Yeah. Like, this plan is usually going to work against the majority of calluses range. Yep. That really sucks. Yes. Because it's not like there's It's not like 75% of the hands of the four pairs are the ones that we're going to fold out. It's actually a lot less than that because we removed three combos because the 10 is there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like uh, 87%. Yeah. So that sucks. He just really happens sucks. to have the one that's the set. Yeah. All right. So Kuhn's going to bet? And I think that has to be the right play. This is assumed by the way Kallus really is folding jacks on the turn.
0: We don't know for sure that he's doing It's that.
1: possible he's calling jacks and folding eights and nines as a yeah. distribution thing.
0: Yeah. But like tens and jacks I call, eights and nines I fold kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's that's quite possible. Um I mean, Coon, how,
0: much is, how much does Kuhn bet? 160K into 519. I mean, now we're supposed to call with a huge amount of our... Now we're probably supposed to call with 8s and 9s, honestly. Like, I know situationally we're not, but like frequency-wise and pot odd wise and all that, like, we absolutely are. Oh, my God. We're supposed to call with almost all of our range here.
1: Right. I think this is a bit of an exploitive sizing from Jason Kuhn. Yes. He's trying to say, I have aces or kings, and I want you to keep calling exactly. with your 7s, 8s, and 9s. And
0: by the way, I'm shoving the river. Yeah. Like, it's going to set up a perfect river shove, which is why he's sizing it this yeah. way. So we're supposed to understand situationally that. Blah, 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 frequency, blah, 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 pot odds. This is actually a terrible situation and it's going to get a whole lot worse come the river. Get the hell out now, which is very reasonable and I think will work against almost everybody.
1: I think sevens, eights, and nines would probably fold. I think so. This is a, uh, Kuhn's playing this pretty well. Yeah, like, I like I this. Like, no, I like this play. I like this bet. Now, the question for Callus is What do we do? Yeah, raise or call?
0: Here's the problem with raising. What do we have when we raise? It's so strong. I know. It's like always a set, pretty much. I mean, you could argue, I guess, that he could turn jacks into a bluff or sevens into a bluff if it's, in theory, always a set. But we just practically, unless we are known to be a crazy person, we just are going to have it almost always here because it looks like Kun has aces and really can't fold once he bets 160, right?
1: If if Kalos played aces like this, he could decide to race now. Yeah, that's right, because you're only losing to pocket tens or something super weird. Right, and maybe sevens is a good one to choose as a semi-bluff because it has a gut shot as well. So oh, that's we can, we that's can that's check cool. race sevens.
0: Yep. Also, it's the bottom of our the range that we need to yeah. be thinking about, so we can turn that one into a bluff. It's kind of I a guess. perfect
1: one to race. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of good also because it sort of like takes away the the fact that Kuhn could in theory triple barrel a hand like Ace Queen, right, and get us off a lot of the like Jacks. Yeah. Let's say this way we we have a way to deal with that. Yeah. So at least in theory that works. I don't know practically how often we really make the play. It's with tough to sevens. pull the
1: trigger when uh, the pot is so big and a guy just bet 160,000 euros. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to deal with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Kalos should probably just call. And w- for fear of scaring away the overpairs at the same point as scaring away the ace queens and ace kings that are feeling obligated to continue here.
0: Right. I mean... It's one of those spots where you're like, Boy, I hope it doesn't go check check on the river. That's gonna feel it's gonna happen a lot. Should I lead the river? Maybe I should lead some rivers, you might be thinking, stuff
1: like that. It's gonna happen a lot. It goes check check on the river, and maybe Callis does plan to lead some rivers. Yeah.
0: Like if like one of the small cards pairs or something like that, he could lead the river there because it's so weird. How could he ever have that? Yeah. And it's gonna be like, What? And Coon's just gonna feel like I have to call, right? I mean, maybe you would bet that anyway. It's Jason Coon, he'd probably bet for value on those rivers though. Yeah. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you decide what you lead with here against Jason
1: Kuhn. I have no sense of that. (laughs) All right. Well, callous calls. Okay. So the pot is 839,000 euros. Euros. That's a lot. Yeah. It's like a million bucks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The river, this whole thing has been pretty interesting, but the river is very interesting. Yes. It is the ace of diamonds. Ding. So obviously, no flush draw came in because there was no flush draw. Kuhn has ace queen, so it's a it's a pretty interesting spot. Let's first talk about Callis's decision. Is it, he doesn't lead? He checks, right. and maybe it's because he's like, okay, any overcard, I'm gonna check just because Kuhn could have hit it as a bigger set, that okay. type of thing.
0: But if Kuhn has kings, queens, jacks, is he really going to bet again in this monstrous pot? Yes. Yeah, and like, he's like, what am I getting called by? You know, it's so hard to get called. Yeah, maybe it's a good idea to to bet. because the, he might fold those hands anyway if we bet. He might. It's sort of weird. I mean, like, if Kuhn has ace, king, and we bet, he's not going to fold, right? No. If he has ace, queen, he's not going to fold, by the way. If he has an ace, he's probably not going to fold. Probably. Mm-hmm. But kings, queens, and jacks, is just going to be hard to get value of no matter what we do. If he has an ace... I don't know. This is the question. If he has Ace-King or Ace-Queen, is he going to bet again anyway? Maybe I, we should lead because of that. I'd be worried about him betting Ace-Queen and Ace-King anyway.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose. All right, let's, let's get to the next decision because it's the most interesting. Okay. Callus checks. I think it's fine to check. It can't be that bad to check. We, yeah.
0: look, we look so weak. If he's really bluffing, he's gonna, this is going to be a card he's going to bluff
1: with. That's now, good. This is the interesting thing. Kuhn decides to move all in. Yeah. Of course he gets snap called. Of course. Now, Kallus should be slightly worried about a set of aces, but not enough that he could ever fold this hand. Of course not. Yeah. So let's just talk about this. This is 504K effective stack, which is Kallus' stack, into 839K. Kuhn is doing this for value, not as a bluff. That is clear. It has to be. He What's can't be with? trying to fold out ace king. That like, seems absurd. And he
0: can't be trying to fold out two pair, which would be like Ace-6 or Ace-10 or something. I don't even know how we get Ace-10, but let's pretend we can somehow have Ace-10 here. He's never going to fold those things out. So this is clearly for value. It has to be for value.
1: Should he be doing this? I don't
0: think so. Okay, give me your reasons why. I struggle to come up with hands that are worse than ours that could conceivably have gotten to the river with this action from the big blind that can call. I really struggle. Yeah. I can think of lots of hands that are better than ours that call like every single one, (laughs) but every worse hand is going to really struggle to call. Can't argue that. Maybe if Callas has Kings, he could talk himself into a call. Maybe if he slow played Kings and played it this very particular way, the ace comes, maybe he could talk himself into a fold. I'm sorry, a call. I mean, if you have Jacks, you can't call now. It was tough to call the turn. The ace just
1: came. What are we beating now? All right. I'm going to try to defend Jason Kuhn. Good. I, I look forward to this. All right. So of the range that we outlined, is there really only one combo or three combos of hands that we're worried about Kalos actually having that has his beat? He never has ace king, right? I don't see how we can have ace king. So there's 0% ace king in Kallus's range. Okay. All three combos of tens squarely in his range, right? Absolutely. At the same point, he has a lot of other combos none of which beat us, that got here. I don't think there's anything else that beats us that gets here. I don't know if that's true. What do you think is there?
0: Can he have ace-10 with the backdoor f- nut flush on the flop when Kuhn only bets 128? God, no. Ugh.
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Why, why not? In a four-bet pot? mm hmm five, six, We're just going to check call ace-10 with the backdoor flush draw?
0: <laughs> Are you serious? It doesn't sound good, but I don't know. Can he have that? No. All right, well, then he's going to have to have like um, a wider three, a wide enough three-betting range that, that this makes sense, right? He's going to have to have like pocket sixes in his range and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that he never raised along the way, by the way.
0: Right, that he never raised along the way. Turns out, by the way, that that's very possible since he didn't raise tens.
1: A flop set is a little different than a turn set. It is. That's true, especially
0: on that board and yeah. in that situation. He might just raise the sixes right there. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I can't come up with anything else. Yeah, it's really hard. A six suited. That's what I'm down to. An A six suited that holds on on the turn and then makes aces up on the river. A six
1: suited is totally folding the turn. Yeah, Ace five suited
0: is doing the same. Ace four suited. Ace four suited. That's open. Is a worse
1: hand than ours. So we want him to have that. Right. But there you go. That's a hand that could,
0: in theory, call, call, call.
1: Right. But that's that helps my argument for Jason Kuhn. Right. No, I know.
0: Yeah, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. We found one. Yeah. Although I don't think he really has that. It seems unlikely, but it's at least possible he could have that. I don't know if he's, yeah, the turn is, we bet so little on the turn bait. We actually, he actually could have ace four still.
1: If he decided to three bet it and then call the four bet.
0: Right. Which is hard to do out of position with that hand. Those are the hands you dump.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Your point
0: is besides 10, 10, what are the hands are beating us? Yeah it is really hard to come up with a hand that's beating us that isn't
1: completely bizarro. Right. So maybe Jason Kuhn is just sitting there thinking, with this SPR, I'm yep. betting essentially two-thirds pot. Like, I have to attempt value here. This like, is, I have to attempt it. Th-
0: we've seen this before with Jason Kuhn, and it was against John Duffy,
1: Right. Yeah. And it was the...
0: I'm essentially free rolling this spot. Like even though he wasn't <laughs> right in both spots, he's not, which is yeah. really interesting. Well,
1: I, he, I'm sure he's aware of the tens in this spot. It's a little different. That was a spot where Duffy had trip threes and you're like, never supposed to have a three. Right. Duffy. Okay. But the point is similar,
0: right? Which is like, I'm losing a very, very little based on how this played out. I'm almost always winning. It's incredibly hard to get called by worse, but I'm essentially always good here so I can move in and hope it
1: works out. Yeah. So like sometimes you just have to hope something wonky happens here. You right. know, like Kals is like, maybe there's been four bets from Coon that he's shown down queen highs and king highs and stuff like that. And Kals is like, I have Queens. It's too good. I have to call.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? Right. I don't know if he's really going to feel that way on the river, but maybe Coon's turning. What's he turning to above? I don't know. Who knows?
1: Maybe it's he, possible. If he feels that way with just two combos of his overpairs to the 10 that ace queen is beating, then this is a profitable bet. Just two combos. Yeah. Cause we have three combos we're worried about, right? And we're three combos that we can clearly be
0: worried about. There's probably another wonky thing out there that maybe you can have too. that we should, that we can't figure out
1: maybe, but not much. I'll give you not much. Right. So if we just have two combos, maybe it's like a break even bet that, that he's actually going to call with. Okay. If we can get any more than two, which we probably can. I mean, I don't know. Our queen's going to really call here very often. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if we give him one, fifth of Jack's calling that gives us one and a half combos right there. Almost.
0: We thought Jack's might fold the turn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did.
0: So how are we going to get to the river calling? I just don't know. I'm not sure that this is reasonable. It, maybe it is. Maybe we get to a point as, um, King cows, we do a distribution thing and we say, geez, besides pocket tens, Kings are the next best hand I have, except I don't have Kings because the way I played it. I would never play kings like that, that's, perhaps. Yeah,
1: that's a really great point. I mean, maybe Kuhn can get value if Kallus thinks that way, because, yeah. like, as Kuhn has probably surmised, tens is, like, the only super strong value in Kallus' range at this point on the river. And so he didn't
0: raise it, so he can eliminate he some has of to those. Have, he has to have some other calls. He doesn't even have three combos of tens, because he would have raised it at least some of them. Yeah, three. that's true. He has, like, maybe maybe he has two combos of the three or something yeah. like that, but not all three
1: for so sure. So he has to have some other calls, and if he does, yeah. this is a profitable bet, because he never has ace-king. So... It seems very unlikely that he's going to show up with ace king. Yeah. So maybe this is a profitable bet just based on that. Maybe it is. It feels crazy. It feels crazy. You know, it's interesting because in both spots,
0: it's like you feel like you're effectively free rolling the move in. So it's okay. Whatever. Like they're always going to fall, but who cares? They never have you effectively. Yeah. Almost ever. In both spots, he's just wrong and loses a much bigger pot than he has to lose. Yep. And this is the, th- so this is the question. Um, I guess if we know Kane Callis is going to play the distribution game here, then we really can make this play. But if he's going to look at that money and say, it's another 700,000 euros. It's only 500. Oh, sorry. Another half a million. That's all. Another half a million euro to call. And I don't believe Jason Kuhn has got very many bluffs here. uh, And it's hard to come up with bluffs. Now that the ace lands, it's not impossible, but it's hard, right? Yeah. I mean, could, could he be, turn- obviously, in t- when he's got 10s, it doesn't matter. Could he be turning nines into a bluff? Could Callas have queens and folding correctly because Kuhn turns yeah, nines into a bluff? I think
1: Kuhn is probably capable of that.
0: Maybe, but he could also just check back and think he wins sometime. He could also, by the way, he could check the turn and to bluff catch the river when the 10 comes, or he could bet the turn at, with the plan of checking back most rivers. Let's also, and,
1: sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Let's also think about Jason Kuhn's perspective of his distribution.
0: Yeah. This okay, is pretty good. high
1: in his distribution. Yes, that's true. We have, as Jason Kuhn, that we have sets of ten, sets of aces, ace king,
0: ace queen. I wonder if we can ha- if we can have some other aces actually that make sense here for us. If we're going to four bet some other suited aces that we make, that would make that
1: e- that would make this even higher in our distribution. I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to debate you. I'm just oh, trying
0: okay. to wonder about ranges here. Yeah. Um. But if we can have like ace ten suited actually, or ace six suited, or ace five suited, or ace mm. three suited, um. And and then by the way, other things too, which also give us an ace anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we got a really bad ace, we're probably not shoving it, right? If we have ace, ace four suited, and we river an ace, we're probably not really going to shove it with no kicker, are we? What's What's the difference? Uh, distribution, I guess. That's distribution, old, that's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, but it, so if all those things can be in there, then this makes this goes to your point of like maybe we can shove ace queen, or maybe we should be shoving ace queen because there's so little we can really shove here. Yeah. Now, again, let's step back from this for a moment. It also depends on how everyone's feeling about the money. I got to believe this is we are real. These are human beings who right. are emotional beings. And like this is now an obscene. This has got to be the biggest pot Jason Coon's ever played or one of them. Certainly yes. one of them. Yes. So he may just not be shoving rivers as bluffs here very often, if ever. Even though, to, even though practically he knows he's supposed to, yeah. he may not be able to pull the trigger on a river half a million euro bet. I don't know many people who can. Jason Kuhn is certainly a candidate. He is a great candidate, but I don't actually know that. And I don't know how often he's, he may do it a little bit, but not a lot. you know. And A guy who's like,
1: going to go for thin value with ace queen here is yes. probably a guy who's willing to bluff here.
0: That's fair. And he actually, I would think those things go hand in hand, right? Yeah. He's like the only way I have to bet ace queen because I have too many bluffs otherwise. Yeah. Right. Like I only have sets of aces, sets of tens, maybe ace 10. I really need to be able to show up with some other stuff that, that he can, you know, I'm going to, it means I'm going to be bluffing a lot. I know I'm going to be four, but whatever. Although on this board, I don't know how much he's bluffing on this board. How much does he not have a pretty good hand on this board when he takes this line? He usually has a pretty good hand, doesn't he? I don't know.
1: I actually don't know. I mean, can he have king queen suited? There's a lot of reasons why you would not necessarily have to have a very good hand. Like, all of the folds we thought Kallus would have on the turn. Yeah. You know, like, if Kuhn's taking king-queen suited and turning that into a four-bat preflop,
0: kind of have to play it this way. You don't have to shove the river. No, but you have to get to the river this way. Agreed. But you are gonna. But you can't have so many bluffs. You're going to have to give up on a lot of your bluffs on the river. Then the question is, just practically, like, well, in you reality. Have have King, you
1: probably have to have king-queen suited as one of your bluffs. Um, Just because it blocks, blocks kings and queens? Yeah. I mean, that's a good reason. Sure. I mean, we might even
0: pick queen jack over king queen because we think we might get five bet with king sometimes and queen jack's even better, but whatever. They're both reasonable.
1: Yeah. And and like, and none of the aces are bluffs at this point. So, I mean, we have to choose something as bluffs.
0: Right. Right. We see like some of the worst aces as checkbacks. Yeah. The great aces, which is ace king and ace queen as shoves, aces as shoves tens of shifts we could also play this a little differently and be like i'm just not going to bluff or i'm just not going to bet very often on this river period you know on this kind of river i'm going to bet my very strong hands which is only six combos or no it's a little more um, but not much more maybe it's 12 combos or something 15 combos and i pick you know eight combos of bluffs and i'm out maybe checking back a lot then
1: obviously kuhn thought he was leaving value on the table if he didn't move in here right do you think he actually is it re- I think against Jason Kuhn he is. I don't know if he is against most players. That's a good
0: answer. Like if Jason Kuhn was playing Jason Kuhn, he yeah. is. Maybe it's true with Kane Callis too. Yeah. Maybe it is like playing Jason Kuhn. Maybe it is. We don't know enough about him. Right. I think if you're not playing Jason Coon, you probably should check. Yeah. If you're playing Jason Kuhn, it's reasonable to move in. Yeah. Even though you usually don't get called even by all the hands you hope to get called by, even though there's a distribution argument, I think still those guys probably find a lot of folds here.
1: I right. think it's a marginal spot and I think it's probably okay. How he played it. Remember
0: That's... when Dan Coleman played that hand against Scott Seaver, the Kings against aces hand, no nines against aces where Coleman five bet pre with aces. And uh, this was, I think the Aria super high roller cash game from a few years ago. Oh yeah. And then he just folded easily. Siever flops a nine uh, Coleman bets. Seaver calls. Turn is a brick, whatever. Coleman checks. Seaver bets. Coleman calls. Coleman's doing great. Coleman checks the brick river. And Seaver moves all in. And Coleman ultimately folds aces. And later on talked about it and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about all this stuff and balance. And there's no chance Scott is balanced here. Scott is never balanced here. Scott is like always has it. Always has it. So of course I can fold aces cause he always has it. So I'm wondering if there's similarities, like even those guys, Coleman felt convinced that Seaver always has Coleman it. Coleman could have been wrong. He could have been, but, but it speaks to the fact that Coleman probably always has it. And probably a lot of the players he plays against always have it. Right. Even if he's wrong about Seaver, he'd be right about a lot of these kinds of players, yeah. his player type. He's be, used to playing against these guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear all of that. I still think it's fine. What Jason Kuhn did. It's not as bad as I thought it was. I thought it was awful when
0: I first saw it. Um, I now get why he did it and it's not crazy to me at all.
1: Yeah. Pretty interesting though. Yes. And uh of course once the snap call happens, Kuhn knows he's beat then. He's really hoping for a tank.
0: Yeah. Instead he has this crestfallen look yeah. the moment he hears call. Yeah. Good for Kane Cowis to call right away. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean I he mean was... of course
0: he's gonna call right away, but not to slow roll in any way or even like, oh God, does he have aces? I might take a moment and be yeah. like, steal myself for losing half a million euro because I know I'm calling, but Yeah. like okay, here we go. And like shrug my shoulders and throw them in rather yeah. than just like call. Yeah. Like I know I'm calling and I'm not trying to slow roll you in case you don't have it.
1: Well, that was probably a nice moment in Kane Callis's life. I have to think it was.
0: Yeah. I have to think so. Now here's something interesting. So Jason Kuhn, a few hands later plays what then becomes the biggest pot in televised poker history. 2.4 million ends up up $4 million for this session. That's a pretty good session. Yes.
1: I would like to have a session like that. It's a good session. It's one to have. All right, Music let's go sunlight, do
0: that. Okay. And all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown and going to be traveling the globe, and still have time to